Hey, this is 5C2P. I'm Ronnie. I'm a Lindsay. And we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk to you about today. Um, we are going to finally, after three long episodes, going to cleanse the Ouija board. It's about time, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we've got we've got some more Ouija board stories because this saga never ends, but our mugwort smudge stick is finally dry. Uh, so we are ready to do a little cleansing. We're going to walk you through it. It's the first time I've cleansed a Ouija board, so we'll see how this goes. They are so pretty. They really are. I wish you could all see them. All could see them. We'll post some uh, photos on our Instagram for you. They're lovely. Um, we're also going to talk about a different herb this time around. Our first episode, we talked about mugwort, which we just immediately fell in love with. But today, we're going to talk about mullen, which is another herb that kind of grows around here wildly um, and in other places. Who knows? We're still learning quite a bit about it. I've got a whole bunch of mullen facts for you, including facts about graveyards. You know what I'm going to ask, don't you? Yeah. You know. I'm going to ask. Can you smoke Can it? You smoke, Can it? You smoke, it? smoke it? We'll find out. Well, before we get started and light our ritual candle and maybe have a shot of whiskey to get things rolling, I got to ask, how are the kitties? My kitties are doing pretty well. Um, one of them, Pterodactyl, was particularly snuggly with me on Friday. Oh, yeah, she's super cute. She's kind of derpy. Um <laughs> I'm allergic to all of my pets, like very, very badly allergic. I only recently just found this out. How do you like you have two cats and a dog? We yes. don't talk about the dog, but we do have two cats in your house. How do you like? I mean, I have three cats and there is cat hair everywhere. Yeah. Like freshly laundered socks and underwear still covered in cat hair. Like how do you survive? As long as I don't like pet them and touch my face, I'm usually okay. But I, I typically take some kind of over-the-counter allergy medicine. Like every day? No. When I remember. Oh, okay. But I was out of it on Friday, and Pterodactyl was being so snuggly. She's such an independent woman, so whenever she wants to be snuggly, it really is quite a treat. So we snuggled all morning and into the afternoon, and I went into work. I was bartending, and the allergies happened. Oh, no. So for four hours behind the bar, I was just pouring snot out of my nose. It was awful. (laughs) Sneezing. Couldn't stop. Do you feel like uh, Terry or t- do you prefer Terry or pterodactyl? Does does Terry have a preference? I don't. I don't think she really cares. We usually call her Patoots because she's because she's a cutie patootie. Oh, <laughs> we also call her Taro. Cute and sometimes pterodactyl. Super I don't. Cute. Yeah, I don't think she really cares. All right. Uh, do you think that this was a vengeful snuggling? Uh, no. No, I don't think she's smart enough for that. <laughs> Fair enough. Every once in a while, I feel like our cats know. They're like, I know you hate it when I walk across your pillow. Oh, yeah. I get my little cat litter feet all over your fresh pillow sham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cat litter feet are the grossest. You can smell it on them. Yeah. Like, no, but I, they just prance right over it. And like, <laughs> my head's on the pillow <laughs> next to your little, little, little litter feet. <laughs> I feel like they do it on purpose. <laughs> 
How are your guys? I saw a little Kenway when when I came in today. Always the snuggle bug. Great. Uh, they yeah, he's always a snuggle bug. Uh, he actually climbed into my witch cabinet when I was getting stuff ready for this episode. I'm getting all the things that we'll need to uh, do the cleansing and. He, I mean, I get it. It's full of bones and earthy things from outside oh, yeah. and herbs and interesting smells, but there's no space in there. And he just like one, two, three, like up and in it. and was just like sitting in there. I was like, I'm just going to hang out in your witch cabinet. And I'm like, uh, okay. Oh yeah. It's like a, a giant weirdo. box with windows for him. <laughs> Literally a giant <laughs> box with windows. And he wanted to lick the bones in the bird's nest. Ooh. Yeah. I uh, would want to do that too if I were him. Honestly. I mean. That's that's fair. I I mean, they're not nice store-bought bones. They're like dug up from the garden bones. Yeah, those are the best kind. (laughs) They're a little dank. (laughs) I'm sure that's why he liked it. Yeah. uh, All the boys are good. They spent the whole day yesterday cooped up in one room because we had a whole bunch of house guests with the back door open. And these are indoor-only cats. So I feel like tonight I'm hoping they'll be extra snuggly. Last night they were uh, sulking. And Nimbus actually tried to bite me. Nimbus is my floofy gray cat. He's huge. And not like a an attack bite, but like enough that like it, it made me uncomfortable. I was just petting him on the couch and he turned around with his teeth open. So I scruffed him and we had an eye to eye contact for like a good two minutes. Dude, of he like, was pissed at you for being yeah. in cat jail all day. Yeah. And I was like, but you don't bite mom. Use your words. <laughs> yes. Always use your words. So, yeah, he we had a stare off and he submitted and then we were great. And this morning, because he's a, he's a big dude and he's very fluffy, uh, so he gets a lot of mats. And this morning I was petting him and there was a little mat and I think I pulled it a little bit. But instead of biting me, he used his words and he just went, and I went, okay, great. Look, I, I'll clip that off later. What a smart guy. He's Russian oh. blue hairs. Oh, nice. Russian blue hairs. Very intelligent. <laughs> I like him. Well, uh, eventually, I'm going to leave Django a mystery. I do have a third cat. We'll talk about him later. Uh, but we've got, like I said, um, quite a bit to cover today. So we're going to get some things prepped. We're going to light our ritual candle and get all the things that we need to cleanse our Ouija board in order. I'll share a couple of uh, follow-up spooky stories and get right into it. See you soon, witches. You're listening to Five Cats, Two Pussies, and we are going to cleanse our very first Ouija board. It's about time. <laughs> it is so about time. So I, if you've been listening along with our other episodes, you will uh, know that I have purchased or was gifted, actually. I was gifted a Ouija board, uh, and I've been having some weird nightmares and dreams. We have used the Ouija board we spoke to an entity named Tizim. Maybe uh, Tizim. Maybe T.Zim. I don't know. But Who knows? we also were um, mildly irresponsible. And we have, first and foremost, I want to say we're sorry. We used our Ouija board last time off air and uh, used it, came back, told you all about it. We're not going to do that anymore. From now on, I'm going to stop being such a chicken shit. And anything that we do, we're going to describe what we're doing. We're going to record it to the best of our abilities. If it's awesome, 
we'll use it and share it with you. And if it sucks, well, we'll just cut it out. We have another apology to make, too. This one's for Engineer Dan. Yeah. So if you uh, go back to our last episode, you will be able to acutely (laughs) find the moment when we poured (laughs) a shot of whiskey for Engineer Dan. We even said, this is for Engineer Dan. We then decided when we were going to use the Ouija board to offer it up to any entity we would be contacting right. without letting Engineer Dan know. Right. We we turned off the mics. We asked Engineer Dan to leave the room. And then we forgot that was his shot of whiskey. And that became our uh, offering to any benevolent or malevolent spirits uh, that were in the room. And so uh, we we then used the Ouija board. And we, as mentioned, spoke to Zim. Go back and check that episode out if you want to know more. But... Uh, some unfortunate consequences happened. Engineer Dan drank the shot of whiskey. And we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> some weird shit happened to him. So uh, Engineer Dan is my partner. And as lovely partners do, they think about their significant other from time to time during the day. And I think it's safe to say that generally when uh, Engineer Dan thinks about me, that he thinks about like, I don't know, fun, happy things. The most loving thoughts. Right. Um, Except the following day um, after I left for work, whenever he thought about me during the morning and into the afternoon, all he could picture was me crying. Uh, as in like times I had been like upset maybe at like different things that had happened during the day, crying on the couch, post fight crying, like just general, like crying to the point he had to willfully like talk himself into these are happy thoughts, Veronica cooking and singing to Our Lady Peace or, you know, Veronica bebopping around work with like a cool new haircut or something. But like every time he thought of me, during them, like the morning after, um, he thought of like me crying as an invasive thought, an, un- an undesired thought. It's so crazy. It's almost as if the bad juju just went directly into that offering. Yeah. Uh, so we were irresponsible. Uh, we we apologize to you, the listeners. We should have left that on air so that you could have all screamed at us while we were recording. Uh, been like, no, that's for Engineer Dan. Um, he still would have drank the shot of whiskey, and that probably still would have happened. But uh, next time, <laughs> next time we'll give him a special, fresh shot of whiskey. To yes, uh, we'll be more. We'll try to be a little bit more conscious going forward. But because of all of that. And because our mugwort smudge sticks are finally dry. Finally. It didn't take very long and they turned out really well. Uh, But we're going to cleanse this Ouija board. They're so pretty, you guys. Uh, They are nice and tight. They didn't shrink. Uh, I'm sure there's other weird vernacular that I could use to describe her smudge sticks. Some of them are fat. Some of them are long. They're great. Uh, But the most important thing is that they are ours, picked and rolled from the mugwort that grows in my yard. And we're going to use that to remind the Ouija board that... Um, it is it is a fresh slate. We're going to try and wash away any of the bad juju from previous users, from including ourselves. Um, and I've been doing a little bit of reading about this. Apparently, a good thing to do after you get a widgie board is to cleanse it. And every time you use it, to cleanse it, to sort of like put it to bed. Um, and we haven't done that. I did sage it when I first got it, but it was kind of like a... 
like sage sage the room and sage the board and be like yeah sage right <laughs> and you know i think that cleansing is a good thing to do for anything that's bought or received secondhand oh. this is an old ouija board it it's from 1972 like yeah. we said in our last episode and who knows whose energy how many people's energies or and how, or how many owners it has had um even for clothes, anything, energy is a, is a powerful thing. And even energy from like, you know, the guy at the store down the street who bought it and put it into his shop, sure. his energy should, could be lingering. Right. You never know. So let's, um, let's walk through what we're going to do here. We have a whole bunch of tools spread out. Um, we have our lit, uh, ritual circle candle lit. We have the Ouija board with us with a little planchette on the table. We have a couple of different smudge sticks options. So I know the most important thing that we're going to concentrate on is, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, Lindsay, because I've only like sort of made up my own cleansing rituals, but um, I believe we need to smoke it. So we need to smudge uh, and using, we have a couple of options. I brought some crystals just to like maybe ground it a little bit. I've got some other herbs we could burn if we wanted. And then we need to like, physically give it a wipe to symbolize a cleanse i always like to okay. give it a physical wipe that down. was new to me be, <clears throat> that's it's something that i've always done i like the physical example um of a cleanse and it can be a baby wipe or it can be a dusting it doesn't matter um and you you don't even have to do that i just like a physical representation of the cleanse in addition to the smoke cleanse cool great personally well i've got um i've got something special for that that i'll show you in a second and uh, and then we'll repeat like a little mantra, a little like a little any spirits that are listening, any energy attached to the board. This is what we think of you. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, totally. We don't want any of that bad juju anymore. Cool. So I guess my question is, where's a great place to start? Smoking crystals? I feel like setting it up with the crystals, maybe. I would I would give it a physical wipe. A physical first. wipe first. Okay. I would give it a physical wipe so that it's, you know, the it, the air is cleared. You've dusted it off. You've gotten the initial, like, energy lingering on top of it off. Then I would set it up with the crystals. Okay, cool. Um, so, I... Uh, we were chatting a little bit about, in preparation for this, what should we wipe it with? I had read that you were supposed to wrap a Ouija board in silk. I don't real, I'm not really sure what the significance of silk is, um, but that was something that came up two or three times in my research this week. Uh, and you had mentioned a white cloth. Why white? Well, white is a purifying color, for sure. Um, I Like in, in candle magic, I use a lot of white candles for like renewing energy and stuff like that. So. Uh. Ooh, it was too tiny. It's I thought there was going to be one. <laughs> I thought there was going to be so much better. That's all I had. Sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you for nothing. Engineer Dan was not <laughs> impressed with that burp. Fuck. So, so when I wasn't prepared for a white cloth, I was prepared for a cloth. I have a, I had like a really cool like little Canterbury Tales cat 
lithograph patch thing. Yeah, but I would use that to do the wiping with because that's what you intended. I would put the Ouija board on top of the white cloth. Oh, I have something special. Ooh. So <laughs> I don't own any, I own one white towel and I didn't think my used hand towel was a good thing. <laughs> I don't own any white scarves. I own very limited amounts of white and they're mostly like, I was like, well, maybe my like war on women's t-shirt or something like that. Yeah. But um, I actually went into my cedar chest and pulled out a pillowcase. Oh, this is a pillowcase. It is hand embroidered by my mom. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so cute! It's got a little cat sleeping on it, and I thought that that was appropriate for five cats, two pussies. Perfect. Um, but I, the reason I thought maybe pillowcase is one. This was made with love and kindness and good intentions. Uh, this was made by my mom for me a very long time ago when I first moved out of the house and it goes on your pillow. So I've been having nightmares and this is like a kind, cute cat who is full of love and happiness and sweet dreams. <coughs> nice. Yes. So we will use this to put the Ouija board on this nice, clean, safe space. I'm going to lift up the Ouija okay, board great. so you can do that. Perfect. And um, that will like just, I feel like it'll set everything in the right direction. Perfect. Now you, um, I know this is my Ouija board, but we've used it together. So now both our energies are in it. So I'm going to say um, you should do the physical cleansing okay. because that was your thing. And okay. then I will do the crystals because that was my thing. And then we could both, we can both smudge it out. Okay. I'm just going to give it a quick wipe with this cloth that you've given me um, just to physically represent us cleaning the board before right. the smoke engulfs it. Perfect. Um, we're using a, a patch. Um, I'm, I'm currently waiting to get a jacket to put it on, but a patch that is made by a green witch. Um, there's a coven in Montreal, Canada that makes awesome patches called the witch's nest. And so we're going to use their good intentions to get rid of our bad mistakes. And the planchette too, or just the board? I did both. Okay, Perfect. All right, so it has been physically wiped, and now it is now sitting on a beautiful white cotton hand-embroidered Sweet Dreams pillowcase, and I'm going to set up some crystals for us. What are you setting up for us? So I'm going to set up, um, I've got, I have a limited selection of crystals. I'm very choosy with my crystals, Uh, and I'm going to, um, I think I'm going to use three today. I'm going to use the hematite, which is a grounding stone. It's a root chakra stone. I don't know a lot about chakras, but um, the hematite is grounding. It's about taking negative energies and like rooting it in an affirmation um, and using that to grow from. I'm going to use labradite, which is about cleansing bad energies um, and uh, blocking psychic energies. And it's not that I want to block anything that's going on here, but I just want it to be like, redirected maybe uh, and then um, from there I'm I'm kind of torn to be honest uh, I have uh, citrine which is a joy stone so it's like happiness and positivity and creativity but it doesn't feel quite right so I think I might go with my rose quartz which is like love and peace and harmony I would go rose quartz okay I want to set those up So Veronica is uh, setting up these crystals on this board now. Every little bit helps, I think, with the cleansing, you know. Um, 
I feel like we should maybe move the planchette off of the board because while we're cleansing it with the smoke, um, I don't think it's a bad idea to get the bottom of it too. I think that we should be able to lift the board up and completely engulf it in the smoke. I think that looks great. Great. So um, I have, I've placed the crystals and what I've done is I put the labradite actually on the planchette. Uh, and this is just an intuitive thing. If you know a lot about crystals, awesome. Share some information with us. Uh, but uh, I don't. I, I'm kind of feeling it out as I go along. A lot of what I really enjoy about being a green witch is uh, it is very intuitive. Um, it's very like what feels right in the moment and it felt right to put the labradite on the planchette in a little hole where the glass usually is um, because I felt like if we're redirecting energies or trying to guide it to a more useful space uh, then that's the the tool the medium that's conveying messages I've put the uh, hematite in the middle of the board to root it um, and I've put the rose quartz at the head of the board, just off the board. Um, but so, sort of the idea of like at the head of the pillow, if this was a big pillow. Um, and just like peace and love and, and happy thoughts is sort of what I'm going into this with. Absolutely. I think that whatever feels right to you is the way to go with this. Um, you're the one that's been having the strange experiences in your home. So, um, and all of that makes a lot of sense to me. Cool. So, uh, this brings us to the, the smoking part, the smudge sticks. We've got a couple of choices here and I'm like, again, I'm feeling this out as I go along, doing a lot of reading and research. We're kind of all exploring this together. Uh, we have three different options and I want to sort of find out Lindsay from your perspective and your experience, like what is like the do's and don'ts with a smudge stick here. So we have our mugwort one handmade by us. We also, I have two different sage sticks. I have one that has been burned uh, and used in previous cleanses actually on this board. And I just sort of snuffed it out. And then um, I have one that is like, it has a singe on it, but it wasn't actually used. It just got a little too close to something else that was on fire. Um, and it's the one that I usually hang on my altar. Um, so I, uh, which, which one should we use? And, and then I have some questions again around sort of well, in this instance, my instinct would go to our mugwort one. We were the ones who made these. Um, we we picked the plant out of your yard. We know the intentions that were going into them when they were being made. There was a lot of laughter. There was a lot of trial and error making <laughs> them. But it was overall a really great learning experience yeah. um, and a goofy situation for the two of us as is you know usual for us but yeah I think for me that the the mugwort one is what feels right we know it's just as good for cleansing as sages yes but we also know what energy went into it great um, I think that's really important. You don't always have to make your own smudge stick, clearly, but knowing where the things that you, like the tools that you're using in spellcraft and cleansing in your day-to-day -day rituals, um, I think knowing where they come from is really important. And you know, I I think local is better, but that's that's me and my intentions. Uh, but you know, knowing like knowing the maker or uh, knowing something about like what they are, where they came from, what went into it is really important. So we have a mugwort sage stick. Um, this is a, a medium-sized sage stick. Now, I know you're supposed to light uh, properly. 
light a smudge stick. I keep saying sage stick, smudge stick (laughs) in a candle. So you're not supposed to use a lighter. And if you have to, like a cigar, you're supposed to use a match, Um, but preferred use a candle. We have our autumn solstice candle lit so we can light it with that. Here's the question I have never figured out. I like swear to God, I've Googled this, but I cannot find a good answer. When you're like, when you smudge, are you supposed to burn the whole thing? Or at a certain point, are you like, do you put it out? And how do you, how are you supposed to stop it from burning? Because the last time I've smudged it, like I smudged a little bit and then I was like, that's enough smoke in my house. (laughs) So I have never put one out on my own and I don't know if that's the right thing to do or not. I've always let it just kind of burn itself out. Like, like, like if you lit a cigarette and you didn't take a puff off of it for a couple of minutes and it just kind of burns itself out. That's always what I've done. Okay. Um, you have your little cauldron. I do. I do have a little cauldron, um, that I usually put my burning, um, smudge sticks in or like sometimes extra herbs and that sort of thing. This one, uh, is actually uh it's a found object which i kind of like uh it's something that i found in the woods uh so who knows where it came from but it's really cool it's really heavy it's cast iron it's potted and a little rusty because it was found in the woods but in the bottom of it at the moment i have like a thimble full of water just because so maybe we avoid putting it out in the cauldron well uh, that's what i'm wondering because like we're in an enclosed space how much smoke do we want and this room doesn't have a smoke detector but other rooms in this house do well the window is open right now okay so we have that um there's just something about the forceful extinguishing of a flame that doesn't feel right okay. to me. of a controlled flame maybe that's that why doesn't my last feel right to me elementally yeah. like a like a yeah. opposition of elements sort of thing it just doesn't feel right to me and that's why i've never put it out on my own um but I do, that being said, I do feel like if that shit doesn't stop burning, we just tap it out. Sure. Great. Um, I'll let you be in charge of tapping it out if okay. it, if it goes too far. <laughs> uh, I also have brought a little bit of um, extra herbs that I'm going to just sprinkle in the ritual candle. Uh, I don't think it'll hurt anything. Um, I have some elderflower and I have some mullein leaf. Um, the mullein leaf is local here in Massachusetts, grown and picked by another wild crafter. Uh, the elderflower... Uh, is something that I uh, picked up in Salem, but uh, from Hex, which is mostly a voodoo shop. But it, I don't know, for whatever reason, it spoke to me. And it says right on the little vial to uh, ward off psychic attacks. Perfect. So it sounds like it's going to be perfect for us in this very moment. Great. Uh, and mullen is used for um, cleansing um, a sacred space, removing or a stagnant energy. So I'm going to put two of those little things in the candle and then I'm going to light the smudge stick. Cool. Let's do that. <clears throat> Great. Uh, so uh, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to do those things. Yeah, get do those things. And- I'm, uh, you do those things. I'm going to talk. I'm looking at this bag of mullen that you got. Mullen, this is my first time seeing mullen. It's just like a bag of dried mullen leaf, and it's really cool. It's super fuzzy, kind of like, kind of like how sage is fuzzy. Really, that's really what it looks like, and it's very soft. Soft like, kind of like lamb's ear, if you're familiar with that Yeah, kind of like lamb's ear, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's cool. It's really interesting. There's a lot of it in this bag. Um, 
But I also feel like even though there's a lot of it in this bag, it probably wasn't a lot that went into the bag. I think it's just that kind of fluffy. It's pretty cool. Veronica is now lighting our mugwort smudge stick. I tried to say mugwort and smudge at the same time. Is that, that didn't really work. Is that lit enough? Does that no. need to be? No. Okay. Ooh, you can really smell the mugwort in here. Such a nice scent. That looks like it's good for okay, now. Okay, it is smoky. You can always re- relight it. So we have some little embers here, and um, I'm going to let you do the first pass so I can watch what you do, just because you have more experience with the actual smudging. Okay, I'm going to lift up the board a little bit because I want the smoke to uh, to cover all of the board. But I think that I feel like something should be said, and I feel like you should be the one to say something as this passes because you're the one experience the strange. You're the one ex- who is experiencing the strangeness in this place. Great. Uh, so we've had some strange experiences with this Ouija board. I'm generally not a mantra person, but and thinking about the nightmares that I've had. And the energies in this. Spirits, energies that are connected to this Ouija board. We lay you now to rest. We put you to bed. We offer you sweet dreams. And we expect sweet dreams in return. We lay you now to rest. We put you to bed. We offer you sweet dreams. And we expect sweet dreams in return. Well, that was just beautiful. I think that was perfectly said. So what I did was I lifted up the board. um, And what I like to do for larger physical objects like this that you can actually lift is while lifting it up, sort of do in a circular motion, passing the smudge stick around the board. Um, And then lifting the board up into the smoke so that it does cover the top. I didn't do it a whole lot. I think that it would be totally fine if you wanted to do more. That's fair. And I think that you should. Oh, you think I should? Yes. I think your energy needs to be put into that. Okay. For sure. I will do that. This little mugwort smudge stick is still smoking pretty nicely. I'm kind of surprised by it. There's so much smoke coming off of it right now. We're going to get high again, Veronica. We're going to get a contact (laughs) high again. (laughs) I hope this doesn't affect our can you smoke it segment. There are some little ashes falling on top of the Ouija board now. Um, They're not ignited anymore as they fall. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, personally. Maybe you know witches. Maybe you can tell us if that's a bad thing. Maybe you can tell us how you usually cleanse your stuff. I feel good. I'm sure it's the the mugwort, uh, but... (laughs) That's probably the mugwort. (laughs) But I I feel good about this. I'm glad we waited to do this with our own herbs. Um, And I'm glad that we actually did it. So, again... Energy and spirits in the Ouija board. You are welcome to be here, but 
We put you to rest, and we put you to bed. You will cause no harm. We offer you sweet dreams, and expect sweet dreams in return. Well said. Well said. We're going to take a two-second break on our end, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this mullen. And about whether you can smoke it. Smoke it. Smoke it. So in our cleansing ritual, we used a little mullen and we wanted to talk a little bit more about this particular plant. Uh, it's got a lot of really cool properties and a lot of really cool uses. And lo and behold, when we don't mow it with the lawnmower, it grows in the backyard. As do many things. <laughs> I didn't get a mullen plant of my own this year because we unfortunately mowed it when we didn't realize what it was. But um, I'm sure it'll come back. I'm hoping it'll come back. It does grow in the New England area, though. Um, it is a, as described, a sort of fluffy, velvety-leaved uh, plant that has a long stalk that comes up through the middle of all these velvety, fluffy, lamb's ear-like leaves, and it produces a bunch of yellow flowers. Um, they sort of cluster together and grow the whole way up the stalk. Uh, it's really, really pretty. I didn't know you can um, apparently grind the yellow flowers up and use it to dye cloth. Like, oh, it's that yellow. Oh, <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah. We should actually try that out one of these days. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, dye some, like, embroidery floss for my spring. I do woven spring bracelets for my spring intentions. So maybe next year, find some mullein uh, flowers and dye my own. It's also known by a bunch of other names, which I want to share first before we talk a little bit about what you can do with it, because there's some hints here. Uh, it's called Witch's Taper. Hag's taper, velvet plant, so witchy stuff and velvety stuff. It's called lungwort. Mm. And my personal favorite, also known as graveyard dust. Ooh, that's, yeah, also my favorite. Hadn't heard that one. Yeah, it's really good for a lot of different things. I think the most uh, interesting is that we both discovered it's actually pretty commonly used for tonics for lung congestion, asthma, and allergies. I was also reading it's good for sore throats, like oh. as an antiseptic. Uh, it can be made into teas, that I know. Um, and uh, it is often like used in um, spellcraft, was the word I was looking for and couldn't find there. But there's a lot of different things that you can use it for. It's often, hence the name, this is my favorite, like above and beyond all the cool, like, homeopathy, herbal remedy things that you can do with it. If you're into spellcraft, you can use it to replace actual graveyard dust. A lot of old traditional spells will call for graveyard dust. And what they're actually asking for is mullen, not go to the graveyard and collect some dirt. Some of them do. There are some necromancy spells out there um, and some curses out there that want you to go get graveyard dirt. But graveyard dirt and graveyard dust... I believe, are two different things. And 
if it says graveyard dust as a new witch you're reading through and you're like oh i gotta go i don't know sweep the gravestones or something like that no what they really want you to do is use some of this powdery white chalky looking uh ground up mullen leaf now do you do you use the entire leaf for that or do you scrape the velvety stuff off of the leaf I believe you use the entire leaf. So you can grind it to a pretty fine powder. Uh, and typically, just the fluffy stuff, it, it actually, the, the little tenderly hairs can irritate your mucous membranes. And oh. uh, if so if you're making tea with mullen, you actually have to strain it to make sure that any of those little fibers and little hairs uh, actually come off um, in, in your strainer and you don't actually swallow them. Fair, fair. Uh, would you say then that maybe the flowers are better to use in a tea than the leaves? That's a great question. I'm not sure. I've seen mullen flowers like dried and uh, as mentioned, you know, for dyeing. But most of the time when I went to look to buy some mullen for us, uh, it was all leaves. Or you can buy the whole plant. The plant grows really shallow. It likes like rocky soil. Oh, okay. So you can just pull it up and dry it by its roots. You can use the roots for stuff too. Uh, but I think most of the time it seemed to be... Mostly leaves. Well, I know for sure that living in New England uh, and in this area, this Boston metro area that we live in, there are a ton of graveyards. And if I were doing a spell that asked for graveyard dust, I would probably go to one of those graveyards and get some dirt, right? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know I've seen it before and I was like, oh, that's extra creepy. Yeah. I mean, they're all over the place. There's one at the bottom of the hill here where we are right now but i wonder if it has this is pure speculation uh but i wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that mullen likes shallow rocky soil and a lot of graveyards that soil gets turned up on a pretty regular basis i wonder if it has like any correlation there of mullen would grow often in graveyards maybe again i, I mean speculation. i wouldn't doubt it yeah i wouldn't doubt it it's it sounds pretty accurate to me without knowing much more than that but I, I, I've got to say, I, I do still have this big question. Oh, that's a pretty important question. Yeah, the biggest question of the show, and that's, can, can you, you smoke, smoke it? it? Smoke it. Smoke it. The answer is you can. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can smoke it. And oddly enough, ev like I swear, everything that I read was that it's actually, it's not that it's good for your lungs. Like smoking anything is not good for your lungs, but mullen specifically, uh, the smoke in an herbal infusion does have an anti-congestion property to it. So it'll like get, get in there with your mucousy membranes and be like, get out, snot. And you have a giant bag of it. So I do. it could come <laughs> in pretty useful this cold season. So we're going to, uh, we've rolled a uh, mullen uh, cigarette, a uh, mullen joint, and it is just mullen. Uh, we're going to light it up, give it a try to see what we thought. Now, mullen is typically used as a filler, basically, to blend other things. So it is a really popular base for not only tea blends, but smoking blends. So a lot of dream enhancing, lucid dream, um, relaxing smoking blends are mostly mullen based with then mugwort or spearmint or that sort of thing added. Uh. Very nice. Thank you. 
and I we we know this because it's supposed to have a really mild taste. Uh, it has a number of other properties, but I'm not Lindsay like light this one up. We wanted to smoke it all on its own to just see what mullen itself. We had like. yeah, we had our very own like solo mugwort kind of high yeah. from it. So let's see what this does. Oh, it's very harsh, B. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting it to be harsh. It is very harsh. So it I'm is... going to take a second puff because right. that could have just been paper. Let's give it a fair chance. That's fair. Um, some other fun mullein facts. Uh, it's a yellow flower, so it attracts butterflies and bees. The flowers, as I mentioned, can be boiled to make a bright yellow dye for fabrics. If you add, here's a fun chemistry fact, if you add sulfuric acid... It will turn the dye green. And if you add an alkali, it'll turn the dye brown. I don't know anything about chemistry or what those things are, but... Nor do I. <laughs> but if you're a chemist and you're into that, uh, there you go. You can use it in candle, candle crafting. Uh, the stems can be used as wicks. They also, apparently the leaves, the little like stemmy bits in a leaf uh, can also be used as a wick. Um, and burning a stalk of mullen, which is, this is why I included it in the Ouija board. Burning a stalk of mullen protects against evil and magic. Perfect. Hopefully it doesn't protect against our magic, though. Fair, but I mean, you know, just having a little, a little smoky buffer against other people's magic or against our own misplaced magic sometimes. sometimes. I think it's kind of nice. Um, so I did give this a second puff and it is, it's a little harsh, but it's not as harsh as the first initial like papery harshness that I got. Give it, nice. just give it a okay, try and great. see what you think. Um, the, th the flavor is very mild. Like you said, very, very mild. Um, almost like a, a, a very mild incensey flavor. Yeah. I, it, uh, I don't. I don't love it. <laughs> I want to like it. I like the aftertaste. Yeah, it's um, it reminds me of drinking <laughs> like a, a like an Spoon. herbal spirit almost. <laughs> like you know, not quite as sweet as an amaro, but like that that super herbaly flavor that you get into drinking one of those, or even like chartreuse or something like that. Um, just very like definitely vegetal in a way but also perfumey vegetal uh, that's my favorite description of this it is <laughs> it is vegetal it's because i was going to say grassy but it's not grassy it it has a sort of like dank green pepper taste yeah totally totally like a slightly singed green pepper yeah you want any more of this no dude i'm good <laughs> it, is, it's, it is burning my throat a little bit which I find extra fun because it's supposed to be good for your lungs, but this is way less generally pleasant to me than smoking the mugwort. But maybe that's what it is. Maybe it just it's like that initial singe on your lungs that helps to clear it out. Oh, maybe. I didn't even like like how cough syrup burns at first kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> but it doesn't taste like gross artificial cherry, so you got that going for it. Well, um that 
that was some Mullen. Uh, I think this is a good point where I do feel obligated to remind people that we are not doctors. We are not trained in herbal medicine. Definitely We're, not. We chose to smoke this. Um, but you should definitely consult a physician uh, if you feel like you might be allergic to anything. And don't smoke things that you're not familiar with if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. Fair. Yeah. We're just a couple of weirdos that do kind of dumb shit sometimes so <laughs> uh but i would say on the like smokable scale it's like all on its own i'd give it like a six yeah i i would say that's fair at a 10 i would say that's fair maybe one of these days we try to mix it in with some stuff and see yeah. how it works as a filler yeah i think that that would be cool and i'm again you know we have lots of it so i'd love to try some teas and that sort of thing i'm sure as we get into uh, later episodes we're going to have coughs and colds and yeah. sore throats and we'll give it a try we'll we'll round back and see you know what else the mullen can be used for but as far as we know it is smokable yeah we've got a lot planned for future episodes too uh, we do talk a lot about herbs and stuff and different plants growing um something that i'd be interested in talking about you know maybe next time or the time after and this is based on a a, a circumstance that happened yesterday while we were all hanging out in your yard myself and a few other people were hanging out by the back fence playing that washer toss game that yep. we play in the yard and some blood sucker attacked my face and we were all laughing <laughs> about that but then all of a sudden i started hearing some really low creepy singing coming from next door uh and and not quite singing it was it was like like half singing half humming and it was nice but it was creepy give us a rendition i i, I can't even do it i can't i don't even it, but it was like it was slow and low and was it a melodic tune it or? was okay yeah it was slow and low and melodic um and just eerie, the, uh, eerie in the volume, eerie in the way it was presenting itself. And it kept getting louder. It started off very quietly and it kept getting louder and louder and louder until finally the three people who were with me playing the, the, the game could also hear it. And it made me think because the yard... There's a lot of foliage in the yard. There's yeah, we, a lot we have a very wild, of, wild yard. There's a lot of stuff growing. And in the neighbor's yard, there's a lot of stuff growing. And they even have a bunch of potted plants. So it made me kind of start thinking about, do people still sing to plants to help them grow? <laughs> uh, I, so I, I think we should, we should explore this. We should maybe next time come back and give us a listen. We'll chat a little bit about, do you sing to your plants? Do you talk to your plants? I always talk to my plants when I plant them. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'm a, I'm a bit of a chatterbug to my plants in the garden, but I'd love to talk a little bit about that uh, and and dive a little deeper into vocalization to our plants <laughs> I, think, I think that's where we're headed does it help or does it hinder them or does it do anything at all maybe it maybe just makes not. you feel good who knows i personally pet my plants because i think oh like my it, god <laughs> i've never sung to them before well uh do you sing to your plants do you uh talk to your plants do you pet your foliage <laughs> 
We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you again real soon. Until next time, witches. No Nazis, no pervs. None of them. Never. Thank <laughs> you.